0: No, no, no plunder on TV will ever get a job again.
1: <laughs> Dreadful, dumb and dumb call right, Colin. Well, 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 what a week it's been. Uh, the the wild, wild, wild January transfer window has come to an end with an even wilder deadline day uh, as Premier League clubs smashed the record for the January transfer window spending. Uh, there's a whole lot to get through, Wilbur. Uh, where do you think we should start? I've got Chelsea, probably.
0: Yeah, let's start with Chelsea. Let's start with Chelsea. <laughs> um, the biggest spenders. The biggest spenders by... By some margin. Yeah. Do you know who was who's, who's, was like the second highest spender? I think it was Southampton,
1: potentially. Really? Yeah. <laughs> By like a, a million more than us.
0: Right, okay. True.
1: Um, anyway,
0: Chelsea. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so Chelsea had already spent... The most by far, and then they went and spent an extra 106 million pounds, 121 million euros on Enzo Fernandez in the dying embers of transfer deadline day, to take their total up to 327 million pounds across nine different players, uh, across the January window. Also on transfer deadline day, they they signed uh, right back Ma- Malo Gusto from Le- from Leon and sent him back on loan to Leon until the end of the season. Uh, it's just a bit of a piss take, really, isn't it? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, it's just crazy. I mean, what's what's your thoughts on on Enzo Fernandez and and how much that? I, I mean, thought just I th- just on the transfer general.
1: I thought yeah, he was very good in the World Cup. Like hats off to him. Um, but I don't think he's worth that much, especially especially considering he only got signed to Benfica for eight point eight million euros at the start of this season in June yeah or July whenever the chance window opened so I, it's just ludicrous to me like like he, I, I haven't watched much Benfica I know they made it to the, the next round in the Champions League mm. hats off to him but like and yes he had a good World Cup but also like we've seen in the past World Cups can be a very storm in a teacup environment mm, Yeah, like exactly. James Rodriguez case in point yeah
0: um so I mean though the Hammers was a good yeah, yeah. I, I take, I take the point though. I I I just feel like yeah, there's there's only so much, you know, you can show in six months that yeah. can turn you from an eight million euro uh yeah, eight million euros. Yeah, yeah. To to, to, to a hundred and twenty million Euros yeah. signing. Like yeah, it's just a bit crazy. Um do you reckon Chelsea were looking at him before the World Cup? No.
1: No, oh, like who Who knows Yeah. but like I don't think like he might have been oh this is a young up am coming but seeing as he just signed for Benfica I don't think so hmm. but then he has this crazy world cup and Todd Bowley's like young player of the world cup I want him on my team yeah. and then Graham Potter's like yeah we'll have him if you want him
0: <laughs> yeah I, I, I would love to I would love to see you know like the behind closed doors Chelsea oh, yeah. sort of like transfer discussions because it, it does, like, that sort of crazy money um, and just, like, the ridiculous amount of signings that they made in a January transfer window just sort of screams of Todd Bowley more than it does of Graham Potter, do, do you reckon?
1: Oh, 100%. Yeah. I think Graham Potter's happy to have a bunch of these players because it means he can, you know, build the team in his own way. And he probably has, he probably is like, I need a centre midfielder, or, I need a winger, I need a centre back. So they're going, you know, Badia Achille, Enzo Fernandez, Mikel Mudrik anymore yeah. but I don't think he's like I absolutely need this player go and do whatever you can to buy him I yeah. think Tom Bolle is and then also if you look at like Mikelo Mudrick was heavily scouted by Arsenal from even in the summer transfer window it was rumoured that we were looking at him then we're looking at him throughout the entire even before January and then we're like going back and forth for a fee that we don't want to go over and then Chelsea's, and then he's just like huh well look at these People, they don't want to spend the money. Well, I'll spend the money, and they just grab him. And then, like, the same thing with, it was uh, Joao Felix. They were like, oh, Arsenal and Man United want him? I'm going to get him. Yeah. And then it was like, and now Enzo Fernandez. Like, I don't think, I think they were the only team that were, were after him, but he was like, he won the young player of the World Cup? I want him on my team. Yeah. But one thing I will say about the Chelsea, quote-unquote, plan is all the players are age 24 or younger. mm so there's, there is a, there is
0: a vision to the future there. Yeah, kind of like the Arsenal. There's the, there's a semblance of a yeah a plan there. Yeah, yeah. It, it definitely just screams of you know one wanting to I suppose make your mark and two um, yeah. I mean they're in a difficult position at the moment, so just kind of doing everything you can to like yeah bring him back up because he obviously does doesn't want to get rid of Potter. That seems like a long term thing. So. Yeah, yeah. So Malo Gusto, Enzo Fernandez. Mudric.
1: Mudric. uh Eke the winger from PSV. Ah, uh, yeah. Badia Shiel, uh and Kunku. Oh, did they get in Kunku in January? Yeah, well, right. like, it was agreed upon before the January window started, but that was counts the January window signing. Right. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um. Anyway, a many? few others. It's a few others. lot. Yeah. I suppose the, the others aren't like massive, like money signings as well. But Even like. I mean, Madueke was
1: thirty-five million. Like, it's like no, it's like that's nothing to them. But like, it's a lot of money to a lot of other clubs. Yeah, it's a lot of money to PSV. Yeah. So
0: like, mm. do you think? Do you think it's sort of going to save Chelsea this season? No, like, I don't. I don't, think, they're the top, I don't think they're making. I don't think they're making top four.
1: I think I think I think there's four teams that are cl- evidently better than them right now, mm. um, and I think that. Like they may make a late push but I I, I, I unless like Christian Eriksen's injury which we'll touch on in a second uh, proves to be a really big stumbling block for United and unless Newcastle for some wan- random random oh, reason random reason. <laughs> uh, random reason fall off a cliff I don't see it like Chelsea uh, and like influx of a lot of good players but like how quickly would this team gel hmm. like I that's, don't know that, yeah
0: that, that's, that's what I think I, I think, think they're
1: a lock for fifth like, because, like, the, the, this, all these new players have to do something. Yeah. But I don't think, they, like, that all the, the four teams that are in the top four are playing incredibly well. Yeah.
0: I think, I think that's the thing, like, in terms of the team gelling. And that's the reason why, you know, this is such a bizarre January transfer window and why it, like, doubled the previous record in terms of spend for English clubs. It's just, like, yeah, the January window, like... You know, you want to strengthen your team a little bit, but you don't want to change the whole squad. Yeah. Like, it takes time for to, to build that up. The
1: genuine windows is known for, like, either clubs getting players they just missed out on in the summer or
0: clubs, like, covering for injuries. Mm, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, just making those little adjustments, not, like, overhauling the whole team. Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. Um, but, like, yeah, it, 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 it's, it's going to be a very interesting case study, Chelsea, for, like, how... Because like, no team has done a rebuild in season like this, I don't think, in, in my time watching the Premier League. Yeah. So it'll be very interesting to see how they go about it, how Potter manages all the new players, how all the new players gel. And then down the line, which is the last thing I want to touch on Chelsea before we move on, is how this all works out fa- financially with the fair play. Because they're signing all these players to six, seven, eight-year contracts. And right now, under fair, financial fair play, it seems to be legal. But like I've mentioned to you off-air, uh, coming in place in or um in twenty five twenty in to twenty twenty five twenty twenty six is new financial fair play rules where, um, the wage what the total team, total club wage bill and the total club transfer bill has to be all encompassing seventy five percent of the club's total revenue, and like down the line as as they're paying off all the installments for all these big transfers and as they're paying you know, each year of all these big contracts for these players yeah. at some point, it's going to catch up to them mm.
0: and I, wanting to strengthen again
1: and buy more players. Yeah. At some yeah. point, I just think like once, once these rules slowly get enforced, because I think it's, it's starting next year, it's going to slowly get enforced until the point of 25, 26 season, it's going to be finalized. And that's the hard and fast rule. Mm. I just think in three, in yeah, three, two, 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 three years time, um, they could be, like I'm sure they've got the very best, you know, financial advisors that money can buy. Yeah, Are ironic. <laughs> um, but I, I just think like it's gonna catch up to them. There's no way like that it can't for me. Like,
0: mm. yeah, I mean, I mean, it it it's, it seems hard to to understand how it could, you know, be financial fair play when you spend that much money. Um, yeah, Especially, I'm sure that... they've got a lot going on behind the scenes. Yeah, but if you look, and like... also maybe just yeah corruption
1: yeah but also if you if you look at like taking case and points chelsea's financial chelsea's uh net revenue last year 470 ish million pounds mm. 75% of that i'm not good at maths ballpark <sighs> estimate 75% of 470 and around
0: Around 300? Yeah. yeah, so
1: around 300. Like That's already, they've already eclipsed that in January. Even I want to check. What even is if it's just... more than that. That's <laughs> who was off the cuff mathematics. I want to see how close you are to this. He's doing some math very quickly. Wait, what was it? 470 million and 75%. 470 million? Yeah, or, yeah. yeah 75%. Uh, 350 350 <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, you close that's not too bad but like they <laughs> they spent three so the like 320 not seven million in the january window over 600 million summer window and january window combined yeah that's like more almost double their 70 percent of their revenue mm. so are they gonna have to decrease spending exponentially over the
0: next few years or i don't know I suppose if you're more successful as well, though, you have higher revenue. Yeah, Who but like, knows? I, 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 but
1: like, they—I I know they're having an off season right now, but like, they just won the Champions League, like, the the year before last. Like, they are a very successful club. Surely the revenue can't fluctuate by like hundreds of millions of dollars
0: from season to season. Mm. I mean, if you're not playing Champions League, I could see that. Yeah. Having a big impact on revenue.
1: That's what I mean. If they miss out on Champions League next season,
0: yeah, then their revenue is going to be down. Yeah. Yeah, but maybe that's there. Maybe that's his thinking, you know? Yeah. If I spend all this money... We're going to make the
1: Champions League and then we'll be fine. (laughs) Don't worry about
0: it. (laughs) We're going to be the champions. But anyway, um, so yeah, Chelsea, very
1: interesting to see how that all unfolds. Uh, Not just this season, but as we move on. But anyway, moving on, we've got a lot of signings and deals to get through. Uh, But moving on to one that (laughs) I'm sure a few people listening right now uh, will have been very keen to hear my thoughts on.
0: Uh, so what do you think, Jorginho? So, Jorginho
1: to <laughs> Arsenal for twelve million. Uh, drum roll, please. No, no, I'm kidding. Um, I, don't, I don't like the signing. You I don't, don't like, like it. P- 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 people are like, it's like for twelve million. It's he's an experienced player. You know, he offers something different. It's not. Uh, and like. Um, I'm not gonna suddenly go go back on my opinion over the past two seasons that I think he's a bad player. I think he's a bad player.
0: I, 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 I th- I'd never thought that your opinion was he was bad. I thought your opinion that he was overrated. Okay, sorry, no,
1: uh, yeah, he is overrated, but but, but by extension, he's he's not bad. Sorry, but um, he's overrated, and by extension, he's he's not the type of player that I can I would consider to like elevate this Arsenal squad, mm. uh, and. I also think that since I make was making those takes about him being overrated, he has fallen off player wise. He's not starting for Chelsea, or if he does, it's, it's here in it's here in there. Like he's getting players like Ruben Loft, like having midfield combinations, Ruben Loft's cheek, Dennis Zakaria, and whoever else playing in Mateo Kovacic instead of him. Yeah. So I, I think he's not only was he already overrated, he's now fallen off somewhat. People are saying he offers something different. That's not necessarily a good thing. We play a very fast brand of football. He plays a, he's used to playing a very slow brand of football. Hmm. Uh, he also defensively, I don't trust him. Thomas party is extremely quick, makes a lot of recovery tackles, makes a lot of makes a lot of um, one one thing that Jorginho is good at is isn't making interceptions. But one thing that Jorginho isn't good at is just having is just marking players and not having them run rings around him. Mm. like we've seen even in that game what was it the Italy qualified to get into the World Cup against uh, North Macedonia yeah, yeah. that guy runs past him in a crucial point of the game and that's happened so many times mm. and like it fine if he's if he's been signed to just uh, to rest Thomas Partey in Europa League games and you know occasionally bring take off Thomas Partey if we're you know 4-0 up against Aston Villa or some shit mm. uh, in the in the last 20 minutes of the game fine and if we win the premier league fine i'll 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 tip my hat and be like 12 12 million that's a p- smart piece of business but my fear is i don't think as if we if we go deep in the europa league i not going to rest thomas party and if thomas party picks up a knock i do not trust him to come into the team and see us through to the premier league because he 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 i think defensively will be a liability mm, yeah. the way, in the way we play so yes 12 million not that much money and only one and a half year deal with the ex- with the possibility for another year extension. Not that bad on face value, but it one or two things go slightly awry, and this could be a really bad signing that could like derail our season. Yeah,
0: yeah. So the the main concern is is defensively really. Yeah, but, but also that he would slow slow the. Yeah,
1: I don't. He does not. He doesn't. He, the way, the the speed at which we play and the speed at which we can we 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 go from, you know. In transition, defence to attack, on the other counter attacking, or even when we just been build up, we can go from like, you know, building up around the halfway line to all of a sudden we're in their box. That happens from incisive passes from players like Thomas Party and Garrett Shaka, who ping the ball, zip the ball, you know, 30 yards mm. very quickly, and often play hardly ever with their um, back to goal. Um, whereas Jorginho is a player that loves to get the ball with his back to goal and turn, and, and I, I, he, he's like, he doesn't suit the play style, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I th- I think that's the that's the main that's the main criticism that I've heard. I heard Jamie Carragher say um, that he sort of agrees with that, but he also thinks that you know in the big pressure moments, um, Jorginho will be sort of like a cool head um, that will sort of like help them out when it when the going gets tough towards the end. Do you think there's any? There's, that's 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 a that's a fugazi argument in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think. The big, the biggest thing with J- Jorginho is the fact that he. Uh, I definitely agree that he he can't really defend very well. No, and like it's very easy to sit between the centre backs and spend a lot of time on the ball. Yeah, but if you're not, yeah, like like you say, if you're not that incisive going forward and you're not that strong defensively, you're not you're not that good a midfielder. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think at least you didn't spend that much money on him. Yeah. But, and, you know, who knows? We, well, we could be the wrong. The only thing
1: I will say is he's better, is he, <laughs> this is potentially controversial, he's slightly better than Mohamed O'Nani. I I, people underrate Mohamed O'Nani a lot. He's very good at what we want from him. Yeah. But I would say he's slightly better, and he's obviously better than Lee Laconga.
0: Yeah. The, the only thing I would say is, with Jorginho being, like, you know, I suppose a bit slow in, in his style of play, is that... You know, that's potentially something that Arteta could be like. Potentially. You need to be quicker. Potentially. It's not like... Yeah, the one thing I will say is that... I, and he's very experienced.
1: I trust so. Arteta to coach Jorginho in the way that he wants Jorginho to play. Mm. And if Jorginho is the consummate professional that I think he is, you know, he's won the Euros, the the, the Champions League, yada, 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 um, he's potentially moldable, But... Uh, I've just watched enough Jorginho
0: to be like, I don't trust him. Yeah. So, anyway. I, I agree with everything you're saying, but I, I, I'm also inclined to trust Arteta as well. But, I mean, just because of how things have gone recently, he has also made some kind of apparent I mean, if,
1: also, if you look at our track record signing Chelsea players, and the most recent one before Jorginho wasn't Arteta signing, uh, Petacek was never really the player he was for Chelsea and that was in a really dire period for the club before, before Wenger left. Uh, so you consider... I would, would consider that success. David Luiz, massive failure. Um, and then William massive failure. Yeah. And, William, and it's all and kind William of like a similar...
0: It's also kind of like a similar... Um, yeah, they're
1: all a similar age profile. 30, 30 to 31 plus.
0: Yeah. Mm. So consider me a sceptic. <laughs> but anyway, moving on. I... Yeah, I... I think there's scope for it to be a good signing, and I, and I don't think you know he's going to be the centerpiece like you say. Yeah. Um, and given that it's a, it's a small transfer fee for an experienced player. Yeah. It's not a terrible. Signing. It's it's decent depth. And
1: and hey, if we win the Premier League and he's played a couple of minutes here and there to give party a rest, success. Wouldn't matter. Yeah. Success. Um. Anyway, just briefly on on Arsenal again before we move on. Uh, we've also sent Albert sambi Laconga on loan to Crystal Palace and Cedric on loan to Fulham. Uh, I like both those deals. Uh, Cedric, I don't think he has much of a future at Arsenal, but I do like that for Fulham. I think he's a, perfect, he's a very solid right-back and compared to Tete, who they currently have. Uh, he's better than him. And sambi uh needs to develop by playing minutes um, in the Premier League because he's got the technical ability to play the Premier League. He just needs to, you know get thrown around a bit in the deep end yeah, Um, yeah. and just get minutes under his belt. And I think Paget Vieira is the perfect person to mould him in that regard. And I also think Palace probably do need an extra body in midfield. Yeah. A little light there.
0: They're a good team too. Yeah. And like, I think it's just a good opportunity to, yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, But then anyway, moving on uh, to possibly the most surprising deal from uh, this, which was Bayern... Uh, to sign Joao Cancelo on loan from Man City that seemed to come out of nowhere uh, on loan to the end of the season but with a 70 million euro buy option should he impress him? they did not want him back um, yeah this, this one shocked me Like when Fabrizio was like breaking I was like what? Like, yeah, I did not see this one coming at all
0: yeah, yeah I definitely didn't see it coming either but I, I, I do definitely like it from Pep Guardiola to be honest yeah no nonsense yeah it's yeah. like this, you know, that that's how Man City. I feel like everybody knows that's how Man City is. That the, they rotate players. Yeah, and like if you're not, and also I Nathan Ake is has been killing it at left back. He's a centre back and
1: he's been playing left back. And he like, like I'll hold my hands up and say he did an incredible job against Saka in the FA Cup the other day. Yeah, like he he pretty much took
0: him out of the game. And he scored. And he scored. Yeah. I mean, okay. Let's 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 be honest though. <laughs> yeah, <sure. laughs> it's okay. Is not Jairal Cancelo? No, he's not. Do no. You, is it is it sort of encouraging for you as an Arsenal fan? Um, into ter- in in terms of the title race, or do you think it doesn't really? I don't think weaken it that city much. City that
1: I, I, I don't think it. I think obviously Jairal Cancelo is one of the best. Like we just heard on the TV, he's not one of the best. Just one of the best football fullbacks in the world. He's one of the best footballers in the world. But they were able to beat us without Gerald Cancelo at left back and uh I, like yes he is a very dangerous piece for them to have but they've got they're a team full of dangerous pieces. I don't think they're gonna miss him over especially with the emergence of Rico Lewis as well. Um true. Like he's looked good. I, I, I like yes, they will miss General Cancelo, but not as
0: much as I think some people are thinking they will. Mm. It's it's definitely a big loss and it's also like a bit of like a you know, he's been part of that man city squad f- for a while now when they've been very good. It's just a bit of like a shake up, yeah, you know, mid season that like, you know, might have sort of the the mental consequences as well. But yeah, very very interesting signing. It's great for Bayern. Great for Bayern, not, no, not no the, loan fee, right?
1: I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure. But like not that they needed any extra help. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But they, I guess they like. I think they had Benjamin Pavard at right back. Well, who, who, while he's decent, is very slow and not, not, we near as technical, technically gifted as Joao Cancelo. So
0: it's an upgrade. So, how about from Joao Cancelo's? do you think it's a good move for him?
1: I mean, he's gonna, he was gonna win. T- he won titles with City, uh, and Bayern are as good a chance as City to win the Champions League. I'd say. So. Yeah. It's a bit of a sideways move, as far as I'm concerned. You've gone from one title-winning team to another title-winning team, albeit in a worse league, and your Champions League chances are around about the same. True.
0: Would you agree? I don't know. I, I, I just think playing at Man City. I, I, I don't know, but maybe it's my Premier League bias. But I just think playing in the Premier League with Man City is under Pep Guardiola is like a pretty yeah special thing for a footballer. No, I would agree. Whereas would agree. as opposed to playing for Bayern Munich. And winning the Bundesliga year in, year out, it's like, okay, I don't know. Yeah, you, you, it's more of a challenge in the Premier League, too. Do you th- Yeah, actually, I'm, I'm not sure about Bayern's Champions League sort of um, chances, but,
1: yeah. I, I mean, like, they're thereabouts, like, most years. Like, they make it to the quarterfinals, at least. Sometimes semis, they won it in 2020, like, they'll be thereabouts, I'd Yeah, say. Like, Leroy is tearing it up. They've got... Um, uh they've got like Joshua Kimmich, who's one of the best midfielders in the world. Like uh wait, who they don't have the Odoskey anymore. Who do they have?
0: Up front. Chupa Moting? No. I think Chupa Moting does play for him. Uh, anyway. I think they might have signed some anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alfonso Davies, the list goes on.
1: Um next. From one side of Manchester to the other. Uh Manchester United sign Marcel Sabitzer on loan to the end of the season uh, due to Christian Eriksen, as we mentioned previously, getting, sustaining an injury in Manchester United's FA Cup game against Reading, and he will be out until late
0: April, early May, early reports say. Yeah, I mean, first of all, that's yeah, that's that's a big, um, it's a big out. I, I think Marcel, Marcel Sabitzer is like a more than capable yeah, he, sort of deputy, but yeah. yeah, it's still a big loss.
1: Yeah, I think also um, Sabitzer potentially like from the small amount I watched from him at Leipzig um, seems to be have a, have a, like Eriksen is phenomenal like technically and all that, but like seems to have Sabitzer probably has a little bit more legs to him, like can get around the pitch a bit better. Yeah, potentially defensively could help a little bit more. Like he's just just another good box to box midfielder really. Mm. Um, But, yeah, uh, the only issues that some people are saying is that, like, if Savita wasn't really playing for Bayern, is it a worry? I mean, they've got a lot of good midfielders, Bayern. So, I don't know if that's too big a worry. Um, And also, sometimes, you know, a sea change and playing for another very good... Like, you're going from Julian Nagelsmann, great manager, to ten Haag, great manager. So,
0: yeah. And I think maybe there's just the chance to... I mean, the pull of Manchester United is a thing as well. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with the situation they're in at the moment, he he only got to Bayern recently, right? Yeah, like they, a couple they, seasons. They,
1: no, I think that he Sab- they, they they got Sabitzer when they got Nagelsmann, right? So which would have been at the start of this season or the start of last season?
0: Yeah, I think of last season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think it's definitely a good signing. Um, I'm very inclined to trust whatever ten, Eric Ten yeah. does at the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah, he seems and also
1: good. to be fair, playing Casemiro the way he's playing at the moment seems to be elevating almost anyone that plays next to him. Yeah, so like you could, like like you saw how much better Scott McTominay looked once, once or twice playing next to Casemiro, and obviously Christian Eriksen doesn't need anyone next to him to look good, but has looked even better playing next to Casemiro. So,
0: yeah, yeah, I think term, in terms of value, that Christian Eriksen signing is is definitely one of the best of of the previous oh, transfer yeah. window. Like, absolutely, it's crazy. Like yeah. Casemiro yeah. probably looks better just because of like the effect he has on the whole team but yeah
1: yeah yeah super value uh next we've got forest with two of the uh, three of the weirdest signings uh just to go along with how they went in january as well uh with a bunch of oh not january uh, august summer signings uh they've signed atletico defender felipe uh jonjo shelvey and kayla navas (laughs) uh on loan um to the end of the season uh, John Joe Shelby uh, solid Felipe I don't know much about but if he's playing for Outlet the Community he must be decent and Kaelin Navis is a gun so yeah that's an upgrade on Dean Henderson whether he was fit or not yeah
0: so. I th- the Kaelin I didn't actually know the one, the Kaelin Navis one until now yeah. that is fucking crazy I saw <laughs> I saw like you know a rumour about it I think but yeah that's actually ridiculous
1: yeah they could stay up just for signing him I honestly think that mm.
0: He's very good. He's very good. I think it's just again like seems just like a small version of the, of their previous window. It's just like seems all over the place. Yeah. Just um, the pull of the Premier League is crazy. Yeah. The Felipe one is bizarre. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't know much about him either.
1: I. I, I only time I ever remember watching him play was in that really feisty Atletico Man City second leg. Oh uh, yeah, season.
0: yeah. And he was like
1: grabbing Phil Foden and shit on the sideline. Yeah. They'll meet again. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. John Joe Shelby, I, 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 I don't have anything to say about it. He's a, he's a decent centre midfielder. I like, uh, I I watch enough Forest to say that they probably could use him in midfield, but I don't know how much. Uh, so I don't know if he slots straight into the starting lineup. He might do. Felipe will probably definitely slot straight into centre back, and Kayla Navas should bench Dean Henderson whether he's fit or not. Mm.
0: So. I feel like this Forest is. I'm not sure how much they spent on those players, by the well, way. Well,
1: Kaylin Allison, Shelby on loan, and for left back, oh defender,
0: sorry, Felipe. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah, they bought him on loan. Yeah, it just seems like the way they've been spending, they like they could almost be in trouble of financial fair play, yeah. given that they would have their revenue would be like no, not much at all. Anyway. And then ac- across
1: uh, the Midlands to the Forest Midlands rivals. I've actually lined this up quite well, actually, in terms of segueing from team to team. Yeah, yeah I've lined the segways. <laughs> uh, Leicester City. Uh, they signed another winger from Belgium, but I don't really know. But the big signing. <laughs> Harry Suter Socceroo, from Stoke City. They've signed him for £15 million pounds with a £5 million potential add-ons, uh, which makes him the most expensive Australian signing ever. In any league, big has, big has, big six foot six has. Um, yeah, look, I, good signing. Yeah. If you watched him in the World that. Cup, you know he's a good defender, and they they've, they've had success with a similar type at Harry Maguire before. I'm not saying he's the next Harry Maguire, but he's a similar build. Can he's decent with his feet. I, I, I like it. He's got a big head. He's got a big head. <laughs> It's a. It's, 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 it's a good sign. They head. needed. They needed a centre back. Like their like their main issue is they, they ship goals. Mm.
0: Yeah, I think it's a great. If if he can play in the Premier League, anything like he played in Australia's games of the World Cup, which is to be honest, the the, the only time I've seen him play. Yeah, um, <laughs> it, it it it'll be a great signing. Yeah, and, and Stoke
1: Stoke. There's like a lot of like you can tell from the fact that I've, on online you see a lot of Stoke fans who are unhappy to see him go. Mm. That he clearly was very good for them.
0: Yeah yeah actually no I, we watched him in the olympics as well remember uh, ah yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah he was also good then. he was good then like it was, every time we watched him play he's been good so he's just got all the attributes t- to be a very good center back and to get him for 15 million is is pretty decent yeah I and mean, also
1: yeah. for socceroos fans it's about time there was some more australian talent in the premier league it's been like we've had maddie ryan and aaron moy Miljadinac in uh, in recent years, but no one really has like stayed around for very long. Aaron Moy was in and out in two seasons. Matty Ryan was in and out in two seasons, and Miljadinac was sort of in and out. Was in the team for a season or two, but then was on the bench for a season or two, and then out. Yeah. So if he can really you know be a mainstay in the Premier, because he's 24, if he can be a mainstay in the Premier in the Premier League outfit like Leicester for three, four, five years, that's invaluable experience at the heart of Australia's defense.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Ready for the
1: next World Cup. Ready for the next World Cup. <laughs> um, and no segue this time, but uh, across across town, uh, across the pond, we now go to Paris. Uh, PSG almost signed Hakim Ziyech from Chelsea uh, on loan. But when they sent the paperwork through, it was already ready to go and everything. And then Chelsea didn't send the paperwork back in time before the 11pm Greenwich Mean Time deadline. And so the deal fell through. Um, it's just shocking from
0: Chelsea's Chelsea's half I guess yeah that's just really poor yeah I mean I, I suppose we were talking before about how you know they probably got a lot of smart people in the background working out the finances <laughs> <laughs> Um, but they couldn't send the paperwork back yeah, don't, don't maybe know how use, spend don't spend too how to much time a, on the finances don't know how to use the fax machine yeah so, yeah <laughs> I mean, and, and, I'm, and I'm sure there was, you know, some financial incentive to get rid of Ziyech as well. So like, it's just... They've got,
1: they're going to have to be offloading quite a few players over the next window or two. I reckon. Mm. Like, apparently Arsenal are monitoring Callum Hudson odoi because it looks like he won't be returning to Chelsea after his loan. Um, so apparently Arsenal really interested. In, I'd take him in a heartbeat. Yeah, he's good. Um, but then, yeah, Hakim Ziyech. I think he, I think he's one of those players that wherever he goes after Chelsea, he will kill it yeah
0: because every time he played for Morocco he was incredible it would have been a great move for him and like PSG will care but probably not that much they've no. got quite a few other good players Chelsea obviously that doesn't really matter that, that like too much to them apart from a small financial incentive but that's a big move for Hakim Ziyech um, to get a chance to play with um, the guys they've got in Paris so yeah, yeah it's fucking annoying
1: uh, and also one more thing on PSG uh, they signed Milan Skriniar from Inter Milan he won't, he won't join until the summer, though. Okay. but I don't, I don't
0: know much about that guy. He's
1: a really good centre-back. Um, okay. He, he, yeah, he was playing. He was integral. I think he was their captain when they won the league, when they won the City R two years ago. Uh, yeah, he's just, he's just a really good player. Yeah. Um, so, like, you know, not that they needed any help with Marquinhos and Sergio Ramos and Kimpembe at the back, but, um, you know, there, there we go. They're PSG, they can do what they want. <laughs> <laughs> they buy whoever they want. Yeah. Um, and Back across the pond. Back across the pond. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, we were talking about one American before, now we're talking about multiple Americans now. Leeds have signed yet another American, Weston McKinney from Juventus, <laughs> to make that. Brandon Aronson, Tyler Adams, Weston McKenney, and Jesse March. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't like that it's sort of little... <laughs> Yeah, uh, I saw little some, yank town yeah I saw, saw
1: <laughs> <laughs> I saw this Bleacher Report graphic which was like a photo of all them and then like a flag with like the MLS logo above Ellen Road and it said Major Leeds Soccer and I was like oh
0: don't <laughs> don't don't do that yeah they're just embarrassed I mean I, I can't imagine Leeds fans love it that much either yeah. sort of. I mean I, I feel like
1: if they're kicking goals Leeds fans can't be like too unhappy about it but like yeah, jeez, fuck.
0: <laughs> yeah. But I think, yeah, just, just in terms of Western McKinney as a footballer. Oh, he's a good do, player. Do, do, you yeah. know, do, you know, do you know that much about him?
1: Um, I know... I've watched him a brief a little bit for Juventus in the Champions League games here and there. Seems to be a tidy little midfielder slash um, fullback. Um, played decent for America in the World Cup group stage. Um, I think he's about the Leeds level. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe a little bit higher because, like, I don't... I, it seemed like he... Wasn't really like Juventus have been quite poor in recent years, and it kind of was like, yeah, it doesn't really seem like he's the type of player that they need to transport themselves back into, so. yeah, the the you know the City A winners circle. Um, but yeah, I think he's I, I you know he's another capable midfielder um, who can you know deputize at fullback if need be. Um, yeah, I I think it's 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 just another good squad signing for a team of Leeds's caliber that want to stay in the Premier League and build towards next season. Yeah,
0: and and I feel like aside from a, you know American sort of encroaching on the Premier League, <laughs> Brendan Aronson and um, Tyler Adams have quality. been very very good signings. Yeah. And
1: Jesse March seems to like is yeah. We seems, said it
0: like wasn't going to work at all. He's actually been he seems doing to be a be decent good job. Yeah. And
1: like I as as cringy as he is sometimes, I I, I kind of get around it. Yeah, a yeah. little bit. Sometimes. Sometimes I'm like, just shut up. But then other times I'm like, yeah, you're all right. It
0: wouldn't be the case if Ted Lasso didn't exist. But... Yeah, yeah.
1: Ted Lasso has Ted got me in a little bit more endearing to uh, the American style of soccer management. Um, but anyway, best of luck to them. Uh, I, like Le- I like Leeds as a club being in the Premier League. Uh, so, you know, it's good for them. Uh, moving on to Tottenham, or Tottenham adjacent. Uh, they they have... Um, Uh, cancelled or terminated the contract of Matt Doherty so he can sign as a free agent for Atletico Madrid Uh, weird first and foremost
0: I just think from like just a
1: Seems like a bad business decision. Yeah, like you've got Emerson Royale and him as your only two
0: fullbacks, and you get rid of one of them. Yeah, for, and for free, like you you decide yeah. to terminate the contract so he can leave.
1: And he wasn't like I, he wasn't amazing, but he wasn't so bad that you terminate the contract. It wasn't yeah. like a Mesut Özil situation or an Aubameyang situation.
0: Yeah, obviously, obviously, we don't know, but it seems like you know maybe Atletico came knocking. Um, and then he wanted to leave, so they terminated the... Yeah, it, 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 it seems very bizarre, yeah. financially.
1: Financially, uh, but also just from like... like You're going to have what, one right back. Because you got rid of Jed Spence as well. He's gone on loan to... Well, they uh, got... Ren. Is
0: Pedro Porro... I thought he was a winger. I think he might be like a fullback like a right wing yeah back. I think uh, so I think so I'm pretty sure like, yeah that was answer.
1: the next thing I was going to say is they've also finally confirmed the signing of Pedro Porro after a fair bit of back and forth because we were talking about that last week as well right yeah yeah so Pedro Porro that's okay let's quickly do some on the fly research here um, Pedro Porro I think
0: Pedro Pascal
1: <laughs> The Last of the Us great show Spanish football player Pedro Poirot is a professional footballer who plays as a right-back or right-winger.
0: Yeah. There you go. So, so I mean, uh, at least they've got him. Like, yeah. But still, it's still weird.
1: It's still weird. And, it's still weird. But then, yeah, uh, like I was mentioning to you off-air before, Atletico Madrid now have, uh, on their left and right sides of defence, Sergio Reguilon and Matt Doherty. Matt Doherty. Uh, yeah. Make of that what you will. If it didn't work for Tottenham. <laughs> yeah, it'll work for us. I mean, they're not, they're not foreign to signing Tottenham. Former Tottenham fullbacks Matt, uh, Kieran Trippier. Kieran Trippier, too That yeah. one worked out well.
0: Yeah, I mean they won. I think they won the league with him. So that you know. I think it's good for Matt Doherty Yeah, it's like a good opportunity to
1: yeah go to Spain, get a tan. Yeah, I and mean, he's Irish. I don't know how much of a tan he
0: can get. <laughs> <laughs> he can work on it. Yeah, uh,
1: and finally to round out most of the business uh, that has happened. Is Newcastle, we touched on this as a rumour last year, last week, but Newcastle confirmed on Deadline Day the signing of Anthony Gordon from Everton for £40 million. I think that's pretty good business for Everton. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, it, it, the only thing is, I wish we sold him to Chelsea for more money in the yeah. summer. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I just think good luck to him. I, I don't think it's a massive loss from the squad. Yeah. Um, He's got more yellow cards than goals scored this mm. season. Yeah. He's, he's he's had a shocking um season. Uh, we got a bit of money for him. He said a nice goodbye, heartfelt goodbye, and we'll see how it works. Um but yeah, I, I really I think my I mean, main... it's it's hard to say because, you know, Newcastle have been turning players that, you know, we thought weren't very good into players in into, you know, players who are very good, I suppose. Yeah. But yeah yeah we'll see
1: we'll see uh, I think the, the biggest thing for me before we talk about who we think the best signing of the window is is that Everton just didn't reinvest any of it they needed players they're sitting joint bottom of the league they just got a new manager and they didn't get, they didn't get anyone mm. so who knows what's gone on and we'll there, touch probably. on Sean Dyson stuff in a
0: minute Yeah, but yeah, um, yeah interesting but to round out how, I think wait we spoke about that last week though didn't we what about how, who, who I wanted are we talking about that off air
1: yeah, well, we talked about it on the podcast to yeah, who, you yeah. who, uh, about uh, Bielsa
0: versus Daesh. Yeah, and, you and then, and then saying I said Mikolenko needs. Oh, was to, that off
1: air? No, you said Mikalenko probably needs yeah, to go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> me Sorry. and Will talk a lot on air and off air, so it's hard. We sort to lose track of what we've said uh, for you guys. Um, but finally, before to round out our January transfer window talkings, uh, who do we think the best signing of the window was?
0: Do you want to go first? Yeah, I'll, I'll kick us off. i about this. Totally.
1: Um, I think just because of I think it's such a shrewd bit of business, um, and because I'm biased, I think Leandro Trossard for 20 million is the best signing of the window.
0: I mean, I'm, I'm definitely not mad about that take. I'd it's say. probably not I, the I, best,
1: I, but like, I, I, yeah, I just, on face value, for like what you know you're getting with a player, because you don't know what you're getting with Enzo Fernandez, you don't know what you're getting with Mikel Oyarzún. Like, you don't, to a full extent, you know you're getting from the end of Trossard for that much money. I'm, I'm, I'm saying
0: it. I'm backing it. Yeah. How much was Sabitzer? Was, I don't know. It was alone. I was alone. Right. the, end of the season. Yeah. I'm going to say, I'm going to just <laughs> hot take. Marcel Sabitza. Maybe he'll hit the ground running. Um, and yeah, I suppose in the wake of Christian Ericsson not being not being there. It's true. It's true. Yeah. I mean, United could make a title run. They could. They could. <laughs> they may not.
1: hypothetically
0: <laughs> supposedly um but yeah, who knows? He, he you know, obviously Christian Eriksson is a massive loss and getting someone in who um is, you know, in the realm of sort of Christian Eriksson, um it could be a good signing and sort of keep the momentum going. Yeah. So there's my my hot take. We we'll, yeah. we can revisit that in, at the end of the season. <laughs> We'll see how that goes. (laughs) All right, on to other
1: news uh, because that took up most of our run sheet. uh, But there is some other news like we just mentioned before. Sean Dyche confirmed as new Everton manager uh, but given no signings. But uh, no signings aside, Sean Dyche confirmed as new Everton manager essentially is a signing in itself. The right decision.
0: Yeah, I I, I think so. I think that's what I was leaning towards um, when we were chatting last week as well. Um, Yeah. I I think it's the right move like especially given who is out there like this the second person was Marcelo Bielsa which um Bielsa Bielsa yeah yeah, yeah. um which you know is is not the worst but I don't think was a gr- was a great fit and sort, of, and, and sort of risky in the situation um and yeah I like Sean Dyche I think the fans will like him and you see that it gives of, funny interviews you see sometimes that that looking like him, he's
1: a <laughs> clip of him walking out onto the training pitch for his first day in like the
0: shorts and like the Adidas couple yeah yeah I've seen all the sort of Brexit FC sort of yeah. memes coming up with you know McNeil Tarkovsky getting the Burnley band back together yeah. at Everton <laughs> So we can get relegated. Um, no, I, I think it is actually good. Um, I wonder if seriously. you guys would get
1: Maxwell Cornet in the summer if you stay up.
0: I'd love that. That'd be huge. I wanted him. Yeah. Where did he go? West Ham? No, he's still at Burnley, isn't he? I think he left. Oh, didn't he? Um. But yeah, it's just a shame that they didn't sign anyone because I was so yeah. interested to see who he'd signed. Um, And I really hope when he Oh, yeah, he does play for West Ham. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I don't not think he's played. He, play yeah, he hasn't faced it much. Oh, okay, but Pretty he was much. so good for Burnley, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, I don't get it. Um,
1: but yeah, no, I think it's a great decision too. I think for what you need to stay up, you need to be defensively solid first and foremost, absolutely. Uh, and he's got more talent offensively in the Seventeen team than he did with Burnley to work with. I uh, also think he's going to love playing with a striker like Dominic Calvert Lewin. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like defenders like. Uh, Tarkovsky and Cody who will love um, I think yeah he's got a more, much more dynamic midfield in Everton than he had than the likes of Jack Cork and whoever else he had at Burnley yeah yeah um,
0: I would have loved to see uh, Chris Wood come in on deadline day yeah, that would have been <laughs> funny that would have been really funny yeah, yeah that'd be good um, but yeah no, I think
1: it's a good signing and it could very well be the difference in them staying up especially with yeah, Bournemouth, like, we didn't t- mention any of the signings that Bournemouth made in the January transfer window, mainly because I don't really know any of them. But none of them were like, wow, like well, that'll make you stay out. I think they're still sliding on down. And Southampton. Wait, well, wait who? West Ham? Bournemouth. Oh, Bournemouth, yeah. And yeah, Southampton yeah. as well also don't... Like, they, I know they beat you guys a little while ago, but they don't look very convincing either.
0: Mm. So, it'll yeah. be interesting. I think, yeah, um, Baptism by Fire going... Oh know it's a good assin, but playing Arsenal. Yeah, on and which
1: we're about to t- we're about to touch on that. But before, oh, we, get, before we get before you get, you're fine. <laughs> uh, before we get to that, um, uh, due to their second leg cup games that have just been played over the past few days, Newcastle and Ma- uh, United and Manchester United have set themselves up to play off against each other in a month's time in the League
0: Cup final. Uh, super excited for that one. Yeah, juicy fixture. I mean, yeah. It's whoever wins it. It's a great story. Yeah. Um, Newcastle, obviously, first uh, silverware under the new owners. First silverware in a long time. Yeah. And match, have United won anything recently?
1: No. The last thing they won was the Europa League under Jose
0: Mourinho. I right. Think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So amazing for Ten Hag. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to them. Yeah.
1: You know, I haven't won a trophy in about six or seven years. So. It's crazy, yeah. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, super exciting game. Uh, we won't give any predictions on it yet because um, I don't know. A
0: lot can happen. A lot, in lot a can month. happen in a month.
1: Um, but yeah, if I had, if I had to, I had to and initially had to give my thoughts on who I think is going to win, that I th- at the moment I think Newcastle edges it slightly. But you want Newcastle? To no, 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 no. I, 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 yeah. But like, I, I do think just the way Newcastle are playing. Like, they're both playing fantastic right now. But there just seems to be this energy around Newcastle that's been building all season. Yeah. Uh, and like you, like you saw even in, in like the highlights of the game against Southampton, the they're playing phenomenal football right now. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah. But like, but like, it's a slight edge. It's a slight edge. And like you said, a lot can happen. They the play
0: moment. very like it does seem very like free flowing. But I think United have been good at. Kind of like I, I mean, like, but also Newcastle Marcus. have the best defense in the country at the moment as well,, mm. so, yeah, but <laughs> they've got Marcus rashford, <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh but anyway, we'll see, look at in a month uh right now, before we get on to the two big games of Premier League that are this season, we're gonna do uh as it's currently mid season, nineteen games into the thirty eight league game season we're gonna we're gonna look back on our pre-season pre season uh uh predictions and uh <laughs> See if we like where we went with those predictions. If you want to change any of them, <laughs>
0: um, and just 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 sort of give our mid-season review. Wait, I so are, are they remaining? They're remaining our predictions, but we'll talk about whether
1: we could say no.
0: We, we, we whether we, you gonna whether you would
1: would change them? Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. So starting off with champions Liverpool. Yeah, I'd probably change that. <laughs> um, nah, let's stick with it. <laughs> <laughs> Both picked Liverpool. Yeah, way. and although. Yeah, my top four of Liverpool, Man City, Arsenal... uh, Sorry, your top four of Liverpool, Man City, Arsenal, Man U. Um, I mean, you got three out of four there. Pretty good.
0: I don't think... I think that might be my best call of the season, that Man United would be in a Champions League spot. Because I feel like not many people were predicting Your best call or the best call? No, my best call. call. (laughs) (laughs) That might be (laughs) the best call. Um,
1: Yeah, no, it's it's a good call. It's a good call. Uh, My pick... And your pick might pick to have Tottenham above Arsenal before the season started, fuck me, I was a sceptic. Jesus Christ. Hmm. Um, yeah. I feel Look, like
0: you're still sceptical. I am still sceptical.
1: <laughs> I'm not sceptical that we'll finish above Tottenham anymore, but I'm sceptical about the league. Uh, so yeah, I'd throw Tottenham out of that, um, obviously, and we'd both probably put Newcastle in that in pace of Liverpool.
0: I'd, yeah, I'd probably... I'd, I'd go now, Arsenal, Man City, United, Newcastle.
1: I'd go... <laughs> uh, City, arsenal newcastle united yeah, yeah fair enough you i'm just, still i'm still i'm still don't jinx it <laughs> yeah yeah um then o- overachiever uh you did nottingham i did fulham and fulham are currently
0: seventh mm, so that's, that's a good that's pick a good call
1: where where are nottingham forest uh mid table i'm pretty sure they had a recent resurgence of results i'm pretty sure
0: yeah they're 13th yeah that's achieving. That's achieving. <laughs> That's yeah. achieving, isn't
1: it? Um, not a bad shout though. Underachiever, you said Spurs. I said Leicester. We were both correct in a way, although Leicester have had it recently got better, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Yeah, I think they're both pretty good. Yeah, I, I would say Spurs is the
1: better. The Spurs is the better one, but Leicester, like Leicester, would have been hoping to st- to stay around like top half, and I don't think they currently are. So. I'll mm-hmm. I'll take that as like still a decent pick but your Spurs pick is definitely a better pick.
0: It's still a good pick I reckon up until like maybe like 4 weeks ago. Yeah. Um there you go. Top goal scorer. Here's where we've he's
1: I can't believe we were like not Haaland skeptics but didn't think he I, I like no one could have seen how good he would could have been but I feel like we both could have probably like given him a bit more credit. Guess that yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, cuz you said Salah I said Jesus for top goal scorer. Jesus has been good. Uh, Salah not so much but yeah Erling Holland has been um, head
0: and shoulders above the rest yeah what's the clip of that guy I think it's on like oh, the Rory. soccer yeah he's yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: disrespectful to, to the Mo Salahs of the world to the Harry Canes of the world to the Min Sons of the world
0: to the establishment of English football <laughs> if
1: he gets 15 goals that'll
0: be a great season <laughs> and what got, got that in like three games or something um, <laughs> but yeah Salah not a great pick for top goal scorer I I mean, who would I pick now? Uh, probably Haaland. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> let me think about that for a second. Um, yeah, like, I honestly, I, My pick is now that Haaland uh, will break the goal-scoring record, let alone be top goal-scorer.
0: Mm, yeah.
1: like he, like he's got to get no, another, nine, another nine goals to equal it in 19 games and another 10 goals to break it in another 19 games. It's easy. That's light work. Yeah. He'll probably piss Unless it he in. gets injured. Um, young player, you had Anthony Gordon <laughs> uh, and I had William Saliba. Um Anthony Gordon's not quite worked out. Although he could have a resurgence at Newcastle. Yeah.
0: I'll stay with it. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
1: And William Saliba is flying under the radar a little bit currently, but at the start of the season everyone was like, Well, so I think he's I think that's not a bad shout.
0: I feel like my thoughts on Saliba this season is like And then like and then like Yeah. Sorry, that was
1: that was <laughs> So what Wilbur's done with his hands that you guys can't see is huge spike upwards at the start, slight dip downwards about five six games ago, and then he's fl- flatlined still at a fairly high level. For yeah. the rest. Of the there was just a couple moments. Yeah,
0: He um, did bad
1: defending against oh, I forget who it was, but maybe it was Tottenham. But uh, yeah, no. and
0: as to get like just to get accolades as a defender, you yeah. need to be like squeaky clean, phenomenal. Perfect. Yeah, but like, like, yeah. like Van Dijk,
1: was. I still think it's like. Yeah, not. I don't think. I, I. I'm just saying. I don't hate the pick. I think no, no, it's still, it's still good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but if you had to pick who it would be, young player. Yeah, I think it's finally Anthony time. I think, <laughs> oh yeah, so I think it's finally time that Bukayo Saka gets his flowers on mid one. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Saka should get it. Yeah, because the fact that he he didn't get it after last year when Foden got it was just blasphemous in my opinion. But mm. I'm biased.
0: He's underrated. I yeah. think, still.
1: Um, all right, and re- lastly, relegated. We, yeah, you said full Fulham. Oh, no. One to watch. Oh, one to watch Nathan Patterson.
0: Was looking good <laughs> until he got injured. I must say. Yeah, he was looking. I think it was a similar thing actually. He was looking good, and then he had a few moments, um, and then now he's injured. But and, and it's, it's not a terrible call. Yeah. my pick for Pedronetto was a terrible call. Mm. <laughs> um, oh. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually don't know. I haven't seen him play, but maybe. Well, that's but why wolves it's a
1: wolves call. have been terrible. The manager got sacked, and
0: now to come in to make sure they don't get relegated. So, yeah, I think with Patterson, what I would say is that he could do quite well under under a Sean Dyche. Um, yeah, very much so when he comes back from injury. So that's one to watch for the rest of the season.
1: Yeah, uh, if I had to change my one to watch for the rest of the season, I would probably uh,
0: say signing yeah uh, Madrick yeah I'll throw it out there he looked good for half for a half against Liverpool I feel like you know everyone would be watching that though. yeah okay um, uh, no that's no, yeah it's an
1: obvious one um, uh, Jacob Ramsey fuck it um, yeah, yeah under you know um, All right. relegated you, you said Fulham leads Brentford
0: I said Bournemouth, Southampton, Leeds. Um, Actually, yeah, that's a good thing to come back to. Brentford have really steered away from the second season. Slump, yeah. yeah,
1: They've been really good. Yeah, and they're, 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 Have you seen that thing of that stat about how, how the amount of points they've taken off the top six? No. Crazy. They've, they've won
0: or drawn against almost every team against the top six except for Arsenal. Mm, that's crazy. Crazy. Yeah, so... Pretty terrible predictions for me here. Fulham leads Brentford at this stage in the season. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Bournemouth and Hampton looking okay for me. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but then Leeds... I mean, who knows? They're they're not that far away from the relegation zone, Leeds, to be fair. But um, they're they're looking all right.
0: What are they? Oh, yeah. They're they're a point clear. Yeah. Mm. So,
1: if if I... I I would still stick with Bournemouth and Southampton. And I'd probably throw in Forrest there nah, now nah, just because uh, I don't know. I just I, I don't I don't I don't like all these random signings. Okay, I did just say before, Kellen Abbas might keep them up, but mm. they're just a, they're just a hodgepodge of a
0: team, and I don't get it. Yeah, I think it's Southampton and Bournemouth as well, and I don't know. It could be Everton, really, <laughs> couldn't it? West Ham I don't like them yeah fair enough that would be huge
1: too especially considering some of the players they've got that yeah would probably be deserving of playing at much bigger
0: clubs Declan Rice come to Arsenal yeah but I think that's probably a reason why it won't happen because of the players they've got yeah
1: alright finally uh, before we close out the episode blockbuster game this weekend 11.30pm on a Saturday will we be watching it Uber I think so yeah yeah why not yeah <laughs> uh Goodison Park will be a rocking as they welcome the mighty to- table-topping Gunners to Merseyside.
0: Yeah, it would be very interesting, very difficult first game for Sean Dice as I mentioned before. Um Arsenal obviously flying. Um does Jorginho play? No. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to do there. No. If 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 if, if we like, if we're going to
1: win this game, it, Thomas Partey, in my opinion, is going to have to... Because I reckon there's going to be some form of new manager bounce considering the the quality of the players you guys have. Yeah, that's what I was... Yeah. Um, And if we're going to win this game, Thomas Party's going to have to play 90 minutes and that means Jorginho shouldn't shouldn't set foot on the pitch. And I also think, think Granite Shackles should play 90 minutes
0: as well. Yeah. So, no, he shouldn't touch the field. I'm going to pick a Damari Gray winner.
1: <laughs> Damari Gray winner like last season. Yeah. Yeah,
0: fair enough. Um, no, no. I reckon, I reckon it will be one all. One all? I reckon it'll be a very tough game, but just considering
1: how we've been playing and just because I want to back my boys, I'm going to pick us to win 2-1. Yeah. But I do think this will be... This is a d- potentially like, quote-unquote, banana skin game for us. A Sean Dyche-led team on a new manager bounce. At Goodison. At Goodison.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah, this is a very dangerous game. Yeah, it is. I Yeah, I honestly think that, you know... We'll definitely take it to you. I like. I'm not gonna. I feel like it's difficult to back us too far to like beat you guys, but I reckon you could. We could. Yeah. No. Take I a definitely few, th- take a few points. I off definitely
1: you. like. Yeah. Like, if 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 yeah. Like, I, I'm st- I'm g- I'm gonna obviously because of how we're playing it. I you know I feel like I gotta pick us to win, but like I, if 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 you guys irk out a draw here, I won't be overly shocked. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And then. Man City Spurs They, I feel like they played against each
0: other like two weeks ago yeah it seems like they play each other a lot
1: yeah but um, Man City won that game 4-2 two. yeah, two,
0: oh,
1: top, yeah. Two, Tottenham 2-0 two up at half time and then Man City just absolutely stormed back and embarrassed Tottenham in the second half
0: that was literally like two weeks ago yeah uh,
1: but now they're playing again at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium um, I mean I see a pretty similar result to be honest I don't. Tottenham don't strike Tottenham have signed one player and let another player go Pedro Poro hat trick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, I, I, at, at home they'll probably do a little bit better, but I still see City winning this.
0: Mm. But it's one of those fixtures, you know, that's got to be a bit of history to it now of Man City mm. sort of like turning up. But they even like even in the last fixture they, they turned up in that first half and and took it to them. Are you but, picking an upset here? Nah, I'm gonna pick Man City. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'll say three two. I reckon yeah, I reckon there'll be some goals for sure. I reckon. 3
1: 1. 3 1? Yeah. I reckon For there'll be sure. goals, but I just, I, I, I don't buy Tottenham a lot, really. Like, at the moment, I don't, I don't, I don't like.
0: <laughs> I don't like them. I don't like
1: them. <laughs> I mean, everyone knows I don't like them, but I, if I was, even if I was a neutral, I wouldn't like the way they're playing. It's very, not very sustainable brand of football. <laughs> I like it. But yes, as we approach the hour mark of what has been a bumper episode, uh, we will round that out. Um thank you all for listening. Hope you enjoyed our comments on uh your various clubs transfer uh, strategy over the course of January. Hope you enjoyed my thoughts on Jorginho. Any Arsenal fans listening? Um we'll see you all next week after the return of the Premier League. Um and yeah, follow us on spotify or whatever you do on that follow us on the instagram for any updates for when we post and five star rating five star rating that's the one see you next time